Welcome to Friends and Daggers, the daily vlogcast that opens up the scriptures and helps us understand the person and the work of Jesus. Now, throughout the uh, entire Old Testament, you'll hear of a God who not only makes promises, but keeps them. And uh, the word for that is covenant. Uh, you could say another way, um, maybe think of it this way, as a contract or a binding agreement. But God is making these promises, not only to his people, but also to his creation. And we are, we're going to find out that they're fulfilled in the person and the work of Jesus. Now, the book of Hebrews, especially Hebrews chapters 7 through 10, speak of Jesus Christ and how he's the mediator of uh, the new covenant, the eternal covenant. Uh, specifically in Hebrews chapter 13, it says, May the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, and may he equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now, Regrettably, we, we use words that might be confusing. We, we talk of the Old and the New Testament, and also uh, referring to you know Old and New Covenants. But maybe a biblical language will help us understand those words better. Uh, maybe the, the language would be uh, better, uh, better served uh, if we were to say something like shadow and reality, or promise and fulfillment. Not necessarily something old and uh, boy that really didn't work out and now there's going to be a, a new plan but rather all things centered in the person and the work of Jesus uh, all things in the old testament scriptures pointing to him and and all things revealed to us in the new testament as uh, showing that he is the the fulfillment or he is the reality of all of the promises so the Bible is always a book. Uh, it's a book about Jesus Christ crucified, dead, and risen for the forgiveness of sins, from Genesis all the way through uh, Revelation. It's a, it's a book about a triune God who uh, not only makes promises, but keeps them. Uh, now that's in contrast to uh, you know our arch enemy, the the devil, and uh, we could call it the unholy Trinity, uh, the devil, the world, and our own sinful flesh. Uh, they don't make any promises, or any keep any promises, nor do they tell the truth. They're always deceiving and uh, and lying. But this word covenant is specifically about a promise. Um, maybe you could think about it. It's broader than a contract, but it has that feel to it. Uh, it's an agreement or a testament uh, between um, you know individuals. Uh, the sense that my word is my my bond. Now, the purpose of a covenant was to bind two parties together in a unbroken relationship. And there's a no number of these different types of covenants in the Old Testament. Um, there's uh, this first one, which is a, a one-way covenant. You could say a, a superior makes a binding uh, covenant or agreement to another, maybe uh, to a lesser, uh, a lesser party. And the superior says, I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to keep my word. Uh, I will be faithful. And so some of these covenants 
Uh, you could describe them as the, the covenant that, that the triune God makes with Noah and, and all of humanity. Never again, never again will the world be destroyed by means of the flood. And the sign of the covenant is uh, a rainbow in the sky. Uh, the triune God makes a covenant with Abraham that from him all nations will be blessed. And from him will come the, the promised seed, the offspring, uh, the one known as Messiah. The, the covenant made to David that one day uh, from the line of David, from the house of David, will come the king, uh, the messi- uh, messianic uh, anointed one, the son of David. And so you have these one-way, one-way covenants, uh, the superior party making a binding agreement to, you, you could say, the, the lesser party uh, with Noah, uh, with the world that never again will the world be destroyed by means of a flood. With the patriarchs, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, uh, from this family, from this chosen family, will come the promised seed, the the Messiah. To David, that from his descendants, uh, one day there will come the messianic king, and this king will rule forever and ever. So that's uh, that's a one-way uh one-way covenant, uh, superior making a binding uh, agreement or uh, a bond of his word to to another. I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to keep my word and I will be faithful. Now, there's another covenant which we see also in the Old Testament, and this is more of a a two-way covenant. Uh, A superior makes this agreement uh, to another party and uh, the other party then pledges a response. Now, we specifically see this type of covenant um, at, uh, at Mount Sinai. You could call it the, you know, the Sinai covenant, where God speaks to his people. And he says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. So that's how, how it begins. I did these things for you. I freed you. I ransomed you. I bought you. I I brought you out of Egypt, and now I want to bring you into a new relationship. And then, you know, the covenant continues. Since I did this for you, now now we're going to live in a different way. You're going to, to love me, and you're going to love the neighbor. So you could think of it, again, as this way. I did something for you. I'm the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt out of the land of slavery. Therefore, in response to what I have done for you, you shall have, what? No other gods before me. Don't take my name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day. Honor father and mother. Do not kill. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Uh, do not bear false witness. Do not do not covet. And the, the promise goes this way. I've done this for you. So in response now you are, um, you know, in response to that great act of, that I've done for you, in response, you love me and you love the neighbor. And if you love me and you, if you love the neighbor, blessings come. But uh, if you fail to do so, uh, there will also be consequences. And we'll find that that two-way covenant then is really the message of the Old Testament prophets, always speaking to the people. And they're wondering, why are these things happening to us? Why are invading nations coming? And the prophets are always going back to that covenant and saying, you broke, you broke the covenant with God. 
you have had other gods. You, you have um, been unfaithful to him. You have not cared for your neighbor. And there's a consequent, consequence to this. Uh, the invading nations are coming, so repent. Um, and so God's people are, we'll find, sadly, are forever breaking the covenant. They're unfaithful, they're disobedient, they're re- rebellious. But, uh, but God himself is true. God himself is true. Good news, God keeps speaking to his people, saying one day there will be one who will be the fulfillment of all of the covenants. In your rebellion, in your wandering, one day God is going to send the seed of Abraham, the son of David, the perfect one who will keep all of the law. One day, one day there will be this one who will be um, the fulfillment of all of the covenants and and God's wrath will be on him and not on you. And there Christ hangs on the cross uh, the, as the rainbow hangs in the sky. Uh, God and sinners then, the declaration are, uh, are reconciled. So old and new uh, covenants, old and new testament. Again, not plan A, plan B, plan C, but always and fully and forever centered in the person and the work of Jesus. Again, if you read the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 7, 8, 9, and 10 speak of how Jesus is uh, this mediator of the eternal covenant. The words of Hebrews chapter 13, uh, beginning at verse 20. May the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen.